Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about. Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise. Hi, I'm here uh, again today. Yes, I'm here. Here we have good levels. I'm here with Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty, Mr. Nameless Kitty, still around. Yes, he's here purring. We can let's see if we can get a little purring, purring action on the microphone. I think you might be hearing that purring. Yes, we're all very happy today. Me and Mr. Kitty. It's a Daughter of Godcast, season four choice. And this is episode 136, Sparks, and episode 135, Dishes. I reported briefly on our production around the bonfire of the People's Poetry Slam last week, which was Friday, March 29th, 2019, as DOG is an open source cinema exploration where we share the process and the lessons learned. I asked the cast and crew for feedback about that production. Yesterday, we got emails from most everyone, and you could read these in their entirety at dog.movie at episode 136 Sparks, which is this episode here. Uh, The consensus was pretty positive. Um, Let's let's, uh, jump in and read some excerpts focusing on where improvement might be possible, Uh, but of course, you know, a little bit of accolades and kudos as well, just to keep it, keep it balanced. Um, so I wrote an email, I asked everybody for feedback, and then I had to, nud- as a few days later, I had to nudge everybody again, and then stuff started coming in. And this is from Victoria. Um, what I saw was well-organized, and everyone seemed super friendly and willing to work together to get the job done. Uh, Victoria was, was our... Um, our overflow makeup artist to help Nicole out. And she jumped in at the last minute and helped make sure that we didn't have a bottleneck of actors uh, getting ready because we had a very short time between people arriving and getting on location. Uh, Here's Grace, one of our actors. Um, I think a valuable contribution to the success of the shoot was the congenial and supportive environment of the whole crew. It's nice. And then uh, she goes on to say a little bit later, group rehearsals are always helpful 
but I feel the shoot went rather smoothly without, and I think the prompting fit nicely. I do wish there was more printouts available to more effectively participate in the prompting. So we did a little, we did a little thing where uh, I knew we didn't have a lot of time to rehearse. I did as much phone rehearsal as possible with our actors. Um, but built into the scene was this cool little technique in the sense that the other people in the poetry crowd could yell out um, the next word or two of the per performer's line if they got stuck. And that was just built into the story. So uh, uh, that, that was both to help the actors who hadn't had a lot of time to rehearse if they got stuck, um, but also it kind of um, added to the story, the actual story itself, that that was possible. And this is from Luke, who was our sound guy. Uh, he says some technical things here, wireless hops and a more normal slating routine to help the editor. Um, he and I have talked about sound and how we would like to get... Um, some uh, the ability to record without wires without cables running around and that will be coming uh that would have been made his job a little easier had we had that uh because that means that there's not cables running all over the location and that he's got to worry about people tripping over uh someone solid as first ad we didn't really need this time uh around because of the simplicity of the setups and maybe that's why we didn't have one which is exactly right um and we'll hear more about this later when we read Matt, our cinematographer's feedback. Here's Melanie. Uh, Melanie was sort of our first AD, but she wasn't really because she was also a performer, and that was really what I wanted her to focus on. Uh, she says, having a little more pre-production time would have helped, but I think that's a given. And then the camera man doesn't know the whole story, so he won't think of everything. She's alluding to the possibility of having storyboards next time. Um, and uh, she says a little bit about how um, it's okay for the director to tell the, the actors what, um, what I want from them. And, and then she says, uh, Corey needed insight into his feelings toward Uncle Joe and the box as he put it on the fire. Once he had that, his performance had more emotion. Um, referring to uh, one of the characters, one of the poetry performers who interacts with my character in putting a Mediatronic box on the fire. And uh, then later she says, the director is in charge. If the director thinks the cut works, that's that. Though I suppose you will have the last say during editing anyway. Getting lots of feedback about my directorial style, how it might have been a little bit lax, at least feeling it felt lax to some people. And here's Jacob, who is one of our perform another performer. And he says, honestly, I thought the whole thing was set up great and everything really seemed to flow nicely. Thank you, Jacob. And, you know, Jacob's just, just a really uh, can-do guy. He's easy with everything. So that's, uh, that's, that's, pretty, um, that's pretty in character for him in the real world. Uh, and then here's Seamus, another performer. Uh, some people weren't fully aware of what was supposed to be going on in the scene. And then he says a little bit later, greater communication prior to filming would be helpful. And uh, that's, uh, that's Seamus. 
And then here we have Matt. Matt was our cinematographer for this shot. Um, he had quite a lot of feedback, um, but let's just go jump to here. It would have been nice to have someone in the AD, assistant director type role, that would have kept order, oops, sorry, since you were also on screen, meaning me, just someone that would have kept order in terms of a reliable slate, next shot, what we'll still have to get, etc. And uh, he's basically referring to, as, as uh, I had several jobs, one was to perform, another was to direct and make sure that I got what I needed, thinking about the edit as we went along in the story, um, and then there's this other responsibility that I kind of just blew off, which was, um, what take is this? Um, and, and that's good to have if you state that at the beginning of the filming, both on camera and on, uh, on audio, then it's easy to put everything together in editorial sound and picture, because uh, again, this may not be totally obvious, but when we're shooting, we're shooting um, the picture in the camera, which also records sound, but the sound that the, the camera records is not very good. So there's also really nice microphones. And that sound is recorded separately from what's being recorded on the camera, Zuh, two cameras. So uh, to make sure that all that comes back together again in a, in a sane way later on in post-production, what you do is you get in the beginning of the shot, you you state what take it is and, and um, uh, yeah, and, and oftentimes a slate of actual visual, visual thing, that's what that little clapper is, is there and it says what the scene is so the camera can see it and then you clap it and that tells the person who's going to do putting the sound and picture together later on, it tells them uh, exactly when the sound and picture should be synced together. And we didn't do really any of that. And we did zero, pretty much zero of that. And that, that would have been another person's job or it would have been my job had I not also been performing. But there's just too many things to do. And uh, it's not that critical because as the editor, I am really used to syncing audio and picture. So I knew that would be something I would deal with later. So, uh, um and, and, and so anyway, that's one of the reasons we didn't have that. And both Luke and Matt uh, understood, I think, that, that it was not absolutely necessary to do that. But they both suggest it's a good idea, which is true. Uh, and uh, then Matt goes on to say at the end here, ultimately, the footage will tell us how the, shot, the shoot went and hopefully it contains at least a sliver of what you're hoping to get. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking maybe more than a sliver because I need a lot more than a sliver uh, to make this shoot worth, worth the time and, and, uh, and money we put into it. But, um, but truer words have not been written. Um, and so uh, now that the picture and sound is synced, um, I'd like to share an excerpt of that scene uh, with you, our fabulous collaborators and audience, which is basically the same thing. Follow the link in episode 136, sparks at dog.movie, and you'll see the link to the scene there. And then give us some feedback, and then we'll review your observations and insight in episode 137. Coming up.
that's it. Daughter of Godcast zero. No, what is it? It's uh, episodes. It's it's season zero four. How about that? Season zero four. I like getting that zero in there. Uh, choice. Daughter of Godcast. This has been episode one three six. Sparks. As you can see, I still have my my glorious facial hair because I still have to shoot some more Uncle Joe stuff. Later on, whoever Uncle Joe is now, he's a new character. He's not a new character. He's the same guy, but he's got a new persona with this crazy beard. Yeah, and you can see I've I've been carefully uh, bleaching out my beard. So I look a lot older than I actually am. <laughs> yeah, I think the bleaching job is working really, really nicely. It's kind of this... It's kind of a distinguished look. The old dog look. Oh, that's the Daughter of God cast on a warm April morning day. I ran along the icy trails of the forest in the Sleeping Bear National Lakeshore yesterday, and I pondered Uncle Joe's wanderings where those locations are going to be. We have to shoot some more of Uncle Joe wandering around. The ice is still on Crystal Lake and murmuring now. It's murmuring, making noises now as it's getting into the full morning sun is hitting it. Sounds kind of magic. Uh, tomorrow ice! on the new moon, I'm starting another water fast, perhaps just a few days, perhaps a record breaker, ketonic enhancement in any case. And here's wishing for you all whatever enhancements you're ready for. Solid! <laughs>